Welcome, you gorgeous listeners, to Drink Spin Run, an RPG talk show podcast. Please welcome our lovely co-hosts, Don Stroud and Adam Maskevich. Hey, welcome to Drink Spin Run, an RPG talk show. I'm Don Stroud, and uh, <laughs> my yeah. co-host is joining me today. Uh, his name is Adam Maskevich. I'm sure you've all heard Howdy him folks. on yeah. Drink Spin Run. Yeah. yeah, that guy, he's on that show. Yeah. Um, howdy, folks. Uh, as usual, it is me. We kind of going live was a little bit of a surprise right there because we were having problems with hangouts and stuff, and Don was shoving food in his face holes, and uh, that's that's why he was a little mumbly there. Uh, mm. I'm so excited because today we have two guys who I've somehow managed to only have like like never like face to face communication with somehow. We've never managed to you know get in any hangout games together, but I've been like following their respective blogs and other stuff they've done for a couple of years now. I'm so excited that they're here. So without further ado, we're going to start with Eric Jensen, Eric Wampus Country Jensen. Um, if you're not familiar with Eric, uh, he is of the Wampus Country blog. Uh, and Daydream Tiger, is that the name of the press? That's, yep, that's the imprint. It, uh, yeah. As soon as I figure out how to work the friggin' website builder, we'll have a website, but you know. Oh, there we go. All right. Exciting stuff. So, how, how you doing, Eric? Everything going well? Going great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm so excited you're here. And also, uh, from the Ingarge zine, and one of one of my favorite blogs, uh, the Codex Apocrypha, which I don't believe is all you know being supported anymore, we have Mr. Ben Jarum. Ben, how you doing, sir? I'm well, thank you. Glad to be here. Is, okay, so I've got to ask, uh, Codex Apocrypha is just shelved, right? Uh, no, it's, you know, I've never done like, a very good job um, at all with just, like, you know, keeping it up to date, but, um... Yeah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely I'll post there again. Like, you okay. know, it, it, it's cool. inevitable. It's just a Good. matter of um, what, 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 you know, what inspiration I have. Well, I have to say that both y'all's blogs have inspired me over time, and uh, you know, I don't think I think if it wasn't for you guys, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't have had the balls to do. And so, um, I'm really like, this is this is. That, th- I knew intriguing. I was going to gush. T- <laughs> I, yeah, I know, right? Because like, I, I do completely different stuff than either of you guys, but. Uh, We'll talk more about that later in the second half of the show when we talk about what we're going to talk about then. But um, Don, yeah, Adam, are you still you still st- shoving food in the face? How's that going? No, I've completed my mastication. You look like you have stuff in your. I'm sorry, that you is get to the show. a mustache. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know I have one of those. I know what it looks like. <laughs> hey, I'm going to ask you because I, I have to put you off balance here. Uh, right. What are you drinking, Don? I am drinking. Hold on. Oh, I saved it. Now officially, yeah. Uh, Brie Vivant, but I'm going to throw you for a loop here. It's uh-huh. the Tree Bucket, which was previously called Trebuchet, I believe. <laughs> it's got the same art. Um, this is a Belgian-inspired double IPA. If you guys like the Big Red Cock, and I know you guys do like mm-hmm. uh this is like double that, you know. Uh, it's huh. got the same fruitiness, and, you know, it's... Twice as strong. I, I think um, so. I recorded some uh, in- short interviews at uh, GaryCon, and I think we should uh, sell them to uh, Brewery Vivant because you know I what I did was when people came in, um, they got a beer, they got a Brewery Vivant Brig Red Cro- Brig Red Cock, and then I asked them about what they were drinking, and it was just glowing praise. Nice. So I think we should sell them these unsolicited responses yeah. to the Big Red Cock. Yeah, we get so, that, and everybody likes talking about yeah. it. Yeah. So. Excellent. So let's move on. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's what. That's what I'm hey. drinking. That's all I have to say. Hey. <laughs> uh, but I like that they. Do you think like people just people in Grand Rapids couldn't pronounce trebuchet, so they called it tree bucket? I was wondering that because seriously, I think it's the exact same. I want tree bucket. Beers. Although when I was looking at the art, I'd never bought it because it was always like you know it's pricey. You get four cans, it's like seventeen bucks. Um, although they are one pint cans. Um, but I was like, oh, wow, the uh, trebuchet is throwing hops, giant hops. I'm like, that's that's uh-huh. that's kind of cool. I don't know. I never looked Is that it. all your story? Yeah, that's all my story. It's throwing oh, giant man. hops. Come on, that's pretty cool, guys, right? Okay, all right, all right, sure, whatever. These hops are cow-sized <laughs> hops. <laughs> um, Do you have any comments about the trebuchet's construction or anything like that? Because I think that's more our audience. 
is, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you know what? Thoughts. It's it it, it kind of goes hand in hand with this show, right? Where we talk about you know RPG fantasy. Yeah, and there's a castle wall in the art. See, there you go. There. See, now you're relating yeah. it. Now you're selling it to me as a thing that I should be paying yeah. attention to. Yeah, you've been really slacking, man. We're gonna have to. I'm not, this is me nice being nice to you. We're gonna too, have man. to this put a uh, picture of the can on the uh, show notes. Huh? Clearly, 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 I'm gonna have to dig that up. So uh, moving right along, yeah. Eric Jensen, what are you drinking? Uh, well, you know, you guys always talk about craft beers and local stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll let Noah take care of Baltimore beers when he's on the show because I'm not a beer guy. Uh, so I'm actually rocking the uh, Gosling's Ginger Beer, not a real beer, mm-hmm. uh, with the very classy Fireball edition. And the thing that I learned <laughs> oh. tonight, uh, Fireball is heavier than Ginger Beer. So, uh, yeah. I'm oh, so it all some, sinks to the bottom? I'm learning some physics as I slurp. Nice. Yeah, it's tasty, though. Hey, there you go. All right. <laughs> Drink physics are some of the best physics. Excellent. I like that Gosling's Ginger Beer with, uh, with black rum and make it dark. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um. Ben, how about you? I once met a girl in Baltimore who's... Oh, I'm no, sorry. no, no. Tell us your Baltimore story. Met, I'm, I'm more excited about that. I once met a girl in Baltimore who, who said that she had drank um, so much Fireball whiskey that it gave her a bladder infection. Huh. Awesome. That's a convenient excuse. Not, we need more drink I'm not sure how I don't know if that works. <laughs> what? So actually, I, I had this stockpile of Michigan beers that I that I was going nice. like, to save uh-huh. for when I did this... Um, I had some Dark Horse, and I had some Founders and Bells and some New Holland, but, um, you know, th- those never last in my house. For no. So right now, um, I just had a, a Surly Coffee Bender. Surly Coffee Bender? Then, uh, yeah, which is, like, I have a, a friend of mine mm-hmm. who uh, comes by the shop and brings me uh, goodies from Surly from time to time. Right now, I'm drinking a Hoppin' Frog uh, from, um, uh, a Boris the Crusher from uh, Hoppin' Frog. Hmm. And now, in days of yore, like, back when I first, like, was on Beer Advocate and all mm-hmm. that, like, Boris the Crusher was, like, one of the top five beers or something. Hmm. It's just a huge oatmeal stout, and it's just real creamy and velvety, and that's what I'm going uh, for. Awesome. I, I kind of want some of that right now. I know, that sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, it's from, from Akron, Ohio. Hmm. So, uh, you know, Michigan. Not, not, not too, too far. far. Akron's not that it's far. drivable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go ahead and ask myself, Adam. Hey Adam, hey Adam, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking from Greenbush Brewery, which you know is uh, it's right here in, in uh, Sawyer, yeah, uh, right by Indiana. Uh, I'm drinking their Distorter, oh yeah, uh, Distorter Porter, which bills itself as a stoutish nice. porter with a touch of porterish stout, and it is a slightly confusing. Porter. You know, it's uh, it's got a little kind of a richness, a little bit of caramelness to it, but with the strange bitter thing going on that, that it's also pretty good. Um, I uh, I bought this for this show, and then the show got moved back, and um, you know, then it didn't happen before Gary Con. So I've like I've been I've only got like like three of these left because I just kept oh, secret beers. Oh, you know, because um, I can't resist. I gotta have them while we're you know doing other things. Yeah. I can't just let it sit there. That'd be awful. I have to try that one. I kind of hate that I, place. I, do you? Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple of beers they have that I like. Um, this being one of them. It's also seven point two, which is nice. You know, it's a, yeah, yeah. a couple of these in an afternoon, and you're feeling all right, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't like going there because they made me get my own oh. water once. I was like, hey, can I get some water? Oh yeah, there's a cup over there, and there's the water bottle. Excuse me, are you serving That's me? Inexcusable. Are you That's serving psh- me? Go freaking get it. Ugh. Jerks. Hate that place. What are they doing? Hate that place. They don't want a tip. The food no, they, you're still was tip not them. good That's either. Fine. Eddie, really? Yeah, it was... Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, um, in, in similar... In, in uh, Drink Spin Run news, mm-hmm. um, drinking-related news, and news related to Don's drink, um, did you see that uh, uh, Brewery of Avant actually won, uh, notice, is like the second-best brewery in the country? Really? Yeah. Um, that was that that happened. I think while we were away at Gary Con, and because James Smith, I think, mentioned it to me or wow. something like that. That's huge. <sighs> yeah. Huge. So who got first? I don't know. I don't, I didn't pay attention. They weren't in Michigan. They're not important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deliberately be regionally divisive. Was this just like a Michigan thing? It, uh, I, I, it, it developed as a joke. Like so, the first season of the show, a lot of people, people, popel, a lot of pope. Yep, I'm <laughs> drinking. Uh, a lot of people realized that. Uh, that Don and I drank a lot of beers from Michigan, where we happened to live, and so it kind of became a thing where I we 
I definitely now am on this Michigan beers kick, and if I'm not, you know, if I'm not drinking a Michigan beer, it's that's noteworthy rather right. than the, you know, when I am. So, uh, yeah, and I think Don just kind of de facto does the same thing, just because that's what's available, and well, there's a lot of good stuff here in Michigan. Yeah, and I've got my it's not state like we decide, pride, you know, my state pride. Woo woo, woo. No, someone's got to have pride in yeah. being from Michigan. Yeah, and it might as well be us. Yeah, no. Uh, for the one thing that's worth, I mean, other than also being the home of Palladium Games. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing that Michigan is notable for <laughs> is all the good beer. I, I will say that that's something that um, you know a perspective I don't know if you guys have had is like you know just you know being from the West Coast and living uh-huh. on the East Coast. I mean, you know, there's definitely that sort of um you know reverence and um you know about like about like founders and bells and i mean you know i had heard of like you know like founders and bells you know you know years before i even mm-hmm. was able to really? have beers and so it they, you know so a lot of those places definitely have that reputation because you know we just right. didn't have the well someday someday you'll have to make a pilgrimage up here places. uh and then we can visit all the breweries and you'll be underwhelmed by bells i, I would i would definitely <laughs> like that Founders is a good time too. Now, see, I, I met I met uh, I met Laura Bell once at this big beer event in DC, and that was just like you know it was like you know. Movie <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna move us mm. along because yeah 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 thanks because uh, I need to go to bed at some point. So, <laughs> uh, drink spin. Oh, we're on spin. Yeah, yeah. it's like saying mm-hmm. the alphabet. You have to say. Thanks it out for loud. remembering how our yeah, show works. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Don. I tend to ramble, man. I should have warned you guys before. Oh no. Uh, no have I'm... you heard the show? Have you heard Don's rambling stories? <laughs> I don't actually. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, I have. Your stories can't end as bad as Dan. Don's. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan Strat. Dan is the evil Don who. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with uh, Ben. What are you spinning? Oh man! So, all right. I've never been a huge fan of like streaming audio services like Pandora or Spotify, um, mm-hmm. because no matter what you what you plug into Pandora, and this is like my theory, and you guys can test it out if you want to. But no matter what you put into Pandora, I mean, eventually, forty five minutes later, you're going to hear Hotel California, or you're <laughs> going to hear Bohemian Rhapsody, and I, I just you know I cannot abide that. So I've never had that experience. Oh, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's horrible. But anyway, I found the perfect Pandora station, and that's Amoebix Radio. No, Amoebix, oh, Amoebix is yeah. one of my favorite bands, and I guess because they've just had, they've influenced so many people, and they just have like a really kind of like hard to pin down like sound. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get this like a beautiful mosaic of, of metal and hardcore, and it's just it's been amazing. So. Yeah. That's kind of got me like back listening to some Amoebics again. And uh, there's a band called uh, Windhand from Richmond, Virginia, and they're opening up a few shows for Sleep, who are doing like a uh, tour later this summer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so that's great stuff because that's sort of like the, you know, you know, it's sort of like the perfect blend of like that epic sort of like doom metal and then like that. You know, kind of bell witch, kind of you know eerie, kind of like you know supernatural kind of feeling to it. So, uh, music some wind hand. That's that's kind of been what I've been really into it. And awesome. You, you know, I listen to like all kinds of music. So I mean, there's always other stuff happening. Um, Nick Drake and you know old blues and that sort of thing. I have to make playlists at work, so it can't be anything like you know, too uh, you know anything like you know too subversive. You know, for the people at work. Or, Anything too subversive? Yeah, Amoebics is totally fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Eric, what are you what are you spinning? Uh, I've been listening to two things recently. So in June, I'm taking my older son to his first concert because Weird Al is coming to town, and when awesome. you're ten, you want to go see Weird Al. Oh yeah. So we've been using uh, you know streaming audio to sort of enlighten him to the idea that artists exist previous to last year. <laughs> uh, so you know we've been going back through like really old. Uh, you know, Weird Al stuff from when I was younger, and it's it's interesting to hear him say, you know, well, what's this a parody of? And then we get to talk about the actual band, and then he wants to hear and then some you of that listen band. to yeah, to whatever it is, right? <laughs> um, or even the ones that are like not direct spoofs, but they're sort of like a sound alike parody or whatever. Uh-huh. And like I'm laughing because oh, this sounds just like a police song from the mid '80s. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you but, find that police song and you play it for him, and like, 
get it now. Right? Yeah, exactly. So we were kind of using it as this like uh, roadmap, right? It's like a skeleton of you know music from the early '80s to today, and. Keeping a cultural him interested. exchange with your son. A yeah. cultural exchange with the future. Yeah, because I don't That's know what the hell else he's doing. i got to do that. Uh, the, yeah. the other thing I've been listening to, into, to uh, in the car a lot lately is like old XTC. Wow. Pop oh, nice. stuff. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, and it, what, what's dawned on me, I mean, I liked them back in the day, and then I sort of missed them in the middle period. Yeah, yeah. And then in the late 90s, I worked at a Borders, so I had like Apple Venus and Wildstar, some of the newer stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, But I kind of missed the middle period, but... Like going through it, and when you start listening to an artist like from beginning to end, like I know some of you guys did with with uh, Bowie recently or whatever, yeah. right? you, you start to see these connecting threads and the, mm-hmm. the motifs that run through it, that intentional or not, right? Um, yeah. So you know, with, with XTC, it's it's poppy, but you get these sort of arabesque things going on. It's pretty decadent musically, um, and then the sort of romantic, natural symbolism stuff that's going on with it. I'm really enjoying that, uh, but it's made me more aware of looking at other people's work musically or otherwise yeah, yeah. and looking for those threads so yeah. you know a little, little interesting yeah. awesome that's really <laughs> cool i'll admit i uh i i think i flirted with going back to xdc a while back and you know like it i, I started a little bit and then i got distracted by something else something flashier uh, but well, you know, uh, if, if you don't have any stuff. street cred to maintain, it's totally worth checking out. Absolutely, uh, because because you know they have a lot of qualities that uh, like a, you would expect out of almost like a prog rock band, right? Except it's mm-hmm. poppy, yeah, yeah, instead of being right. hard rock. So, yeah. XTC is one of those bands. I always got them mixed up with um, Stranglers. Oh, okay. And uh, that's another just really cool band. Um, they had that's that's something that you know I've definitely like you know been listening to like re- recently too like the stranglers and uh you know the sort of like those english like 80s bands that don't immediately like you know you know come up in conversation like when people think about like the cure and like duran duran sort of yeah. but right right but yeah bands like xtc and the, and the stranglers and like new model army mm-hmm. and um yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, that's a really a really amazing band that are like you know, still doing it after all these years. But right. Yeah. Big big points for XTC. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. Hey Don, what about you? What have you been spending? Oh, I've got I've got nothing good for you. Um, nothing good. You got lots of bad. No, I don't have bad. I don't have anything. I was like, man, what have I listened to lately? I'm like, oh, we drove around all weekend. We heard uh, some tigers, you know, spring training games or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought you were going to say Tigers of Pantang. Uh, no, the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> oh. um, but you know, then I'm like, man, I wish I had listened to <laughs> the new Hex Vessel. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. the new Loretta Lynn. I don't listen to that either. There's a new Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Oh cool. Wow. Huh. So those That's are cool. my. I wish I had listened to these two new albums. I didn't know. I'm gonna admit something horrible. I didn't know Loretta Lynn was still alive. First off, Dude, still alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, every once in a while, um, Wanda Jackson drops a new album. You're like, holy shit, Wanda Jackson! It's just like her and the dog, right? You know, it's like, oh wow, that's awesome, man. Uh, have you seen her? Like, she comes to Ann Arbor like on tours all the time, and it's just it's so cool because it's like. Her, she tours with her husband, who's her road manager, right. and their dog, yeah. and that's it. So, in many ways, it's like uh, seeing it, like, it's kind of like Jucifer's touring setup, mm-hmm. except it's a tiny little old woman with, like, this voice that's just God's balls, you know, just, Wah! which nice. she still has in her 70s, which is amazing. Yeah. So, Did uh, Loretta Lynn do, like, a record with Jack White maybe about 10 yeah. 15 years ago? Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, she did a bit yeah. ago. Um, you know, right in, I guess, in preparation for this new album dropping, there was this huge, like, uh, biopic or whatever on uh, Michigan, uh, not Michigan Radio, on the, what's what's the version... <laughs> I can't. PBS? Even, thank you. Are you thinking about PBS? Yes, thank you. What's the What's the version of NPR? <laughs> it's not Michigan Radio. It's not public radio. You know the, the radio that's on the TV. You know Wait, the radio you know with public television. The radio with pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's got moving pictures on it, and you can watch it. And it was great. It was like two hours. Uh, my wife really wanted to watch it, and I sat there. I'm like, Loretta Lynn's awesome. But yeah, there was, uh, you know, Jack White was on there talking and. Yada yada yada. It, yeah, it was uh-huh. great. I suggest you go story, it's just watch out that moving picture radio. But hey, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> what are you 
I love you, Don. I missed you so much last week. I wish you were at Gary Con with me. You'd have had a blast. I think oh. I, I think my brain is deteriorating. That's a really good album that that Loretta Lynn um, checked yeah. my record. Oh yeah, totally. Portland, Oregon, Slave James says, mm-hmm. that ain't love, and tell me what is. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just so like good. some cool shit on that record, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I think that's like, I was like, well, that's it, you know, like every like country artist is gonna like, you know, want to have this like sort of retro, like, you know, sound just like this, but... Who doesn't want to record with Loretta Lynn now? I mean, right? Exactly. Everybody should want to do that. I mean, I, I would record it, with Loretta Lynn more than you know. I'd want to record with Jack White. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. It's obvious. Though. You got to get the Jack Whites <laughs> of the world lining up to you know <clears throat> record with her. I yeah, mean, she's the one. She's the the legend, right? I mean, uh, he's absolutely, just... absolutely. <laughs> now there's you know there's no more uh, June Carter, no more John. Yeah. you know Loretta right. Lynn. Is George Jones still alive? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. We'll have to look it up. My my mother in law lives with us now, so anytime someone shows or is mentioned on television, she's like, "Are they dead?" So I spend a lot of time on the wiki trying to figure out whether famous people from the seventies are dead. <laughs> nice. You know, we did that with the the Muppet Show. Katie and I were watching the Muppet Show uh, like last year, about this time when she was still pregnant with Stan. And um, you know, because we're not going out or anything, you know, and if she's not going out, I'm not going out. You know, that's cool, whatever. Um, so we watched all of the Muppet Show, and um, thank you, YouTube. Uh, and so, like, I had we had to. I, Katie didn't know who a lot of the people were because you know they were famous in the seventies. David know? Brenner, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cavett. Who's Dick Cavett? <laughs> all right, <laughs> Richard Asvenur. You know, all I know about that guy is he's French and he can sing like crazy. <laughs> So, uh, since it's down to me, Adam, Adam Muscovich, hey, what are you spinning? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not going to be as, as bad about this as Don. I, uh, I have not been listening to as much as I'd like to lately. I don't know what's been going on. But I picked up a bunch of albums recently on, on the Bandcamp. Uh, I picked up a bunch of stuff by this band. You might have heard of them called uh, Void Crawler. I picked up that stuff recently. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to thank you for that, man. That's really <laughs> awesome of you. Thank you very well, much. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I've been man. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. You, you, the stuff is awesome. I like, I like Void Crawler. It's a lot of, it's really cool, textural, ambient. Like it's, uh, like, but dark as hell. What? I guess it's black metal kind of, but you know, I just really like it. Um, but I had just been listening to it like on Bandcamp, but I finally, you know, pulled the trigger and made a purchase. Because um, it does, you know, I, I, I'm a little, you gotta, you gotta support the. The folks you like, right? You know, if you're oh, listening absolutely. to a thing anyway, you know that's that's the gri- that's the gripe I have with a lot of streaming services is um, we really should like I I have made poor purchasing decisions about music because of streaming services. Um, a while ago, I mentioned this band, the the Sorcerers, mm. and they're uh, they're like this weird Ethio jazz horror band from England, inspired by Mulatto Estatke, and uh, I. Uh, Eric, if you don't know Malatu, you should check Malatu out. I, think I will check out some Malatu. I think you'll like him. He's a little weird. <laughs> uh, he's the father of Ethio jazz. The fact mm. that there is an Ethio jazz kind of really excites me. And then, then when you hear it, you're like, that's Ethio jazz? I'm down. Um, but the Sorcerers, I was like, oh yeah, I need to own that. And now it's on Spotify, so I'm like, it's there. You know, They're going to get a penny every time I listen to it or something. So I picked that up and uh, felt good about it. I also picked up an older, or sorry, I picked up the, not the Sorcerers, but I picked up the Voidcrawler stuff, so I'm feeling pretty good about that now. You know, awesome. I'm now supported. I'm now a, a real supporter. Um, I also picked up uh, an album by Cult of the Wizard, which, aside from being a good name, is a good band. And, oh, uh, they're that's kinda... that? They're from, like, Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah, they're really good. I really they have that, so they have, like, that so they did a couple like like EPs and it's all instrumental, but then now they have like this amazing vocalist. Yeah, the white some, wizard. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just yeah, got this lady vocalist, and she's amazing. Right, um, right. Uh, I think it was Julian uh, Julian Burnick who got me turned on to these guys a while back. Um, really cool. I very much like them. Uh, the other, th- there's two other things I just want to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one is I I did pick up an, a slightly older in the company of Serpents album um, of the flock. Uh, and they're they're a weird band. They're kind of like it's a two piece like metal outfit, but I don't really like they call themselves like a black doomed outfit, but I don't really see it. It's more like like doom folk, 
you know, uh, which is why I like them. You know, a lot of like weird detuned, you know, baritone guitars. It almost sounds like it's gonna get into this weird like Ennio Morricone shit, and then just loud, and that that feels cool to me. I like that. I like that disorientation feeling going on. Um, and the last thing, uh, all right. So at work, I work with a seventeen-year-old kid. Who I'm training to sell stuff, you know, like he's going from just like average high schooler to like I he, I, I'm, I know that sounds weird, but like that's my day job is I'm a I sell I sell things, uh, specifically televisions and appliances, and uh, like I wish I had developed some of those skills when I was a, when I was younger. But one of the cool things about you know hanging out with this kid who's 17 years old, um, we have a pretty cool cultural exchange of our own from the past to the future and backwards. Um, he got me uh, interested in this group uh, called, uh, this rap group called Odd Future. And uh, the lead guy from that is a guy who calls himself, uh, I'm going to screw it up now, Tyler the Creator. Yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of um, like a little, uh, like, a, like a, I guess it's a little more vulgar uh, Wu-Tang Clan, but without, like, all the martial arts references and, like, clips from kung fu movies and instead, uh, like, a little bit more modern hip-hop music and, uh, like, just, like, horror movie references, I guess, or, like, weird pop culture, like, uh, gamer culture references, and so that's that's been really cool. I've been digging that. Um, not listening to that much around my son, even though, you know, he doesn't know those words yet, but, you're you like know. uh You're, like, blowing my mind just dropping some odd future, man. Do you like Odd Future? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like all the side projects. Um, yeah, well, it, that's I think that's why a lot of people compare them to Wu Tang. Yeah, because basically Wu Tang was like a band of MCs. You know, it was like it was a group of people who were basically there to promote their own individual brand together. Yeah. And I think Odd Future is a lot the same way because every single guy from Odd Future has gone on to have their own thing, right? Dude, some of those videos are crazy. Check mm-hmm. them out. Check them out. Oh, have you watched their TV show? No, I haven't because I don't have. They have uh, a TV Loiter? show. Jesus, is that is it on the radio? Loiter Squad is it on the radio. Yeah, it, it's a it's a moving radio. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Moving radio. <laughs> but uh, I, I had an I had an experience recently at work where some like you know some pop song is like playing on the uh, over the thing and and like one of the guys at work was like, man, remember eighth grade? This was like my jam and like. The other people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And I was, like, you know, across the room. I just, like, you know, came over to them. I'm like, you know, here, you guys just, you guys should, you know, go and do all the pricing in, in that room because, you know, my arthritis is killing me. Because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm no I have like, no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what song this is. You're like eighth because grade I mean, was just like two years ago for like, those kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's sort of like this like sadistic sort of like game that I not like sadistic, but like this game that I kind of like to play with some people. Like um, like I'll be all wow, what what's playing right now? And they'll be like, oh, this is Weezer, and I'm like, never heard of that. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh my god, dude! No, you know Weezer? Like really, I don't. And like they start singing like different songs with it. I'm all. No, no, no idea what Weezer is. But, <laughs> like, you know, I graduated but high Yeah, school. you know, I, I, I've heard of them, and, you know, I, I definitely know their songs. But, um, I kind of got a thing right now. My daughter is seven. She's really, really into One Direction. And so I try to be, like, as supportive as possible and just not say anything about it. But at the same time, I mean, like, you know, she's definitely, like, the targeted audi- audience. Right. Just bright, like you know, like bright young kid, you know, and it, yeah, it's like I get it. So the fact that she's like, you know, just you know, that she's just kind of like a fan of something that she likes music is, is cool. But um, I know her mom and, and I were like, you know, gritting your teeth, big talk yeah, about it, you know, <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, it's okay. Because when she was really little, like, I remember like you know taking her to like you know driving her to like preschool or whatever, and I'm all like, oh, this is the cramps, and this song's <laughs> called Human Fly, and you know, and she like really loved like a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, because it was kind of so out there and yeah. weird, you know, like oh yeah, this, this song's about monsters, check this out. But so you know, it's it's a little it's a little weird, but at the same time, it's like you know, I just you know, I never want to be the person that like you know kind of tries to like make the kid like what I like same thing it's like you know you, you know when you get tired why don't of that, you like better I, music kid I, yeah exactly exactly you, you just can't you, you have to rail silently to yourself yeah i, I really i you know i want to find like something like you know that i can take it to like you know concert wise um you know the sleep that doesn't make you want wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. be good but you know 
we had Slayer in town a, a few weeks ago. That probably wouldn't have been a good introduction to our first concert. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Slayer's probably not a good young lady's first concert. No, was, not, not at seven anyway. If she was ten, then that's no. a right. Yeah, they're completely different, you know. She's got her own bar- you know, brass knuckles by then. She's good to go. Uh, exactly. So, uh, since, it were, since you're, you're, you spoke up, so you're getting it next. Ben, what are you reading? What am I reading? Yeah, what are you reading? All right, so I, one of my big ideas, like one of the big like, to-do things on the to-do list is I want to do like a, a podcast where, where uh, me and a group of people talk about uh, the Elric stories chronologically. And so I know Don was talking oh, yeah. about uh, reading, like, rereading the Elric books. And so that's, you know, I mean, I just, I love that stuff so much. And there's actually a few pockets here and there with Elric stories that I haven't read. And so, you know, this, we had like that historic wizard a few weeks back. Um, well, actually, yeah, like back to February. And so I kind of spent that time just being snowed in. I read like the, you know, the first like Elric and Nomadone, um, uh, novel and, um, you know, some of like the corresponding short stories from that, um, you know, from like, I guess the, uh, what do you call that? Like, like that sort of omnibus edition of like the, the short stories. It's like the Dreaming City and, yeah. and a lot of those, but. Was it one of the White Wolf releases so, from the 90s or? No, actually, okay. it's, it's, uh, one of the newer ones. Uh, um, you know, Elric Steeler of Souls, I think. Okay. But, um, so I was rereading a lot of like the Elric stuff, you know, and, and a lot of it. It, you know, some of it's like better than I remember, but then a lot of it's you know just not quite as like, good as I remember. Um, it's interesting, you know, sort of like going over that again with like, a different perspective. But um, you know, I still want to do that podcast. So, you know, well, I, I, I think it's. Probably, I do think it's really neat when you look at you know Moorcock's career. Sorry, there you go. Mm. <laughs> you definitely he's a really he's a really interesting guy, and, well, and, and you see so you much know. change over the years. You know, like you right, do, exactly. you you watch exactly. him mature as a writer, and it's really cool to see that. I think the same thing's true of so many like long time writers' careers, especially folks who like revisit the same characters the same sort of themes over and over again jack vance is another guy where you see oh, yeah, yeah. like you, you you know and i only recently got into jack vance but you know like uh like reading him over time you you, you know like especially ones that he's commented on his own stories he's like yeah, this story i was basically just writing this to sell something you know but uh <laughs> right, right. and then later he's like hey i was really exploring this idea i liked whatever but you know you can see him mature as a writer and moorcock is very much the same way um i think right uh so i mean there's so many really good rich stories in there but uh they they do kind of get better as he goes on absolutely and you know because it's not like something like lovecraft where you just kind of have like this you know you kind of like a beginning and an ending and then it's really sort of like you know this like small window of like reference um it's like the quality of the work um you know another guy that i've been that I've never really read, but I've been trying to go back and really get into is um, Robert E. Howard. Mm. And so going back and rereading, like, you know, the original Conan stories, and it's almost like, it's almost like it's at the point now where I've read, like, so many, like, you know, comic book adaptations of Queen of the Black Coast that to read, like, the final, the original story, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, um, it's pretty significant. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, is, like, you know, like, Howard... And, you know, and Lovecraft, too, to a certain degree. I mean, it's not, like, great literature, I think. It's, like, if anything, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's just really, um, you know, it sort of, like, caters to, like... It's lurid. It's what it is. It's, some, it, it's lurid fiction. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 exactly. That's a perfect word for it. And But, man, I, like, Robert E. Howard, man, that guy can write, like, fight scenes and, like, actions, yeah. like, like, nothing else, man. That's, like, where the guy sells. Have you read the Red Nails but, um, yet? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've read Red Nails. that, like, like, <laughs> that story is just, I mean, like, that, the writing in there is just killer. I, just, I love it, you know? Uh, and it, it is a product of its time and all, but, man, it's, it, it's in the, in the best ways possible. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and that's the thing, I mean, you know, I mean, from, like, a, a modern perspective, it, it's you know it's easy to like you know point out faults and you know kind of take it apart but there's just something like ultimately like fun about like you know robert e howard and, uh, and lovecraft and um and clark ashton smith who like i, I really really yeah love. yeah and, um 
I, I do definitely want to give it kind of like a shout out to one of my favorite, like one of my favorite writers um, of any genre is a, is a guy named um, um, Willem Pugmire, who definitely writes like in, you know, sort of like that, like, you know, Lovecraftian horror, like genre, but, you know, definitely has, you know, just definitely has like enough of his own voice and his own creativity and his own ideas you know, to really make it his own. And so he writes a lot of these, you know, these kind of Lovecraftian horror stories that, you know, take place like in the Pacific Northwest, like in modern times. And it's really amazing stuff. And so if you're not, if you're not, um, if you're not down, definitely check some of his stuff out. Cool. And he does a lot of things on YouTube where he'll talk about like certain stories or certain books that he's reading. But yeah, you know, it never, it never really strays far from the weird for me for like, as far as what I'm reading. Um, I do have like somebody gifted me with like this uh, this zip with this like zip drive of like basically the PDF files of every issue of Savage Sword Kano, and so I had yeah, and so I had like I was really sick a few weeks ago, and so man, I just like you know went through and just group number one, all right, number two, and really man, that stuff's it really awesome. is yeah, and Bashima's art is fantastic. That was one of the, you know go ahead. Uh, Bashima's art just phenomenal you know it's it's defining you know genre defining to me right right when i was like a little kid i remember there was you know there was a few places to buy comics and so there was you know like the stop and go had like one of those like you know wire like you know racks said hey kids comics at the top of it you know and um but occasionally my dad would go to this like you know this one liquor store across town and bring me with him and so, you know, there was this magazine rack, and I remember there being, you know, like, Playgirl and Penthouse, House, and then, you know, like, Vampirella, and Eerie, and Creepy, and then, boom, Savage Sword of Conan. And so, like, I just, you know, I was kind of dumbstruck, because Conan was, like, one of the first comic books that I, that I read that I could actually find. And so I remember wanting to, like, see what the hell this was all about, but not wanting to, like, reach for the <laughs> shelf, you know, I'm just a little kid, like, thinking that I'm, like, I don't want them saying, thinking I'm growling, like, reaching for, like, a Playboy or a penthouse or whatever. No, Dad, I just wanted the man in the loincloth. That's all I was there for. Exactly. Exactly. I'm here for loincloths and chainmail bikinis, man. That's what I'm... But then, like, when it, like, you know, suddenly, like, you know, the attention was off me and I grabbed it and it was just like, oh, my God, wow. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't think I've ever seen, like, you know, like, that sort of comic book art that's like done in black yeah. and white and it's like very 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 stark and high contrast and it was yeah it was amazing so you know like so savage sword of conan was it almost had like this sort of like um you know magical like you know allure from when i was right. a kid yeah absolutely i uh, i managed to my 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 folks live in like in a little like tourist trappy town which you know that kind of place that's like all restaurants and antique shops you know Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we uh, there's like there's this one antique antique mall uh, that's air quotes. It's a visual cue. I've learned mm-hmm. from my time being on right, podcast right. panels to tell people when there's a visual cue. Oh. Uh, so um, they uh, uh, there's this one that always has like always never fail has Savage Sword of Conan. So anytime we go out nice. there, like uh, I think he has like a secret stockpile of it somewhere. But I buy him out every summer. Like of the of the Savage Sword of Conan's that he's got laying around, so nice. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, fantastic. that is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and the other thing that I actually I read, I've read like I read a Princess for, from a uh, Princess of Mars. Mars yeah. that's a weird that one I, too. I mean, it's like I gotta say that's one that I don't think ages as well as the Howard. You know. But, yeah, uh, it's very like, like I kept my having only to think of like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's like I kept having to like think like, okay, now if I was like a if I was like a kid, like you know, in like you know, nineteen ten, yeah, nineteen twelve, you know, this would like, I just got to keep that perspective. Like this would be just amazing. But, well, if if you decide, I've never with read it. that John Carter stuff before. Well, if you if you decide to stick with it and go to Gods of Mars, I promise you, it gets so much better. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm actually definitely, I'm definitely like uh, going to going to try to devour the rest of the series. Yeah, I those I that's that I love that stuff. I'm sorry, right, I shouldn't right. I shouldn't take over your time. 
no worries, man. <laughs> Adam, this I'm is really your time. This is you and Don's time. That's We're the here problem. as guests. <laughs> yeah, the problem, though, is that I like to hijack guest time. But I'm going to hijack no, no, this guest right. time to say, hey, Eric Jensen, what are you listening? Mm-hmm. Or read What are you reading? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, at any given time, I'm usually pushing through something that's like a history book and then some fiction at the same time. I tend to make uh-huh. better headway in the nonfiction. I don't know why that is. Um, so I just finished uh, Stephen Tanner's book, Afghanistan, A Military History. Uh, if it's your bag, check it out. It's it's cool. I mean, uh, you know, talking about through lines, you know, he goes into how pretty much nothing's changed since Alexander. Uh, yeah. So it, it's just funny to me from a, a game perspective to, you know, people look at settings and you look at the kingdom of such and such. Well, that hasn't changed in 2,000 years. That's not realistic. Bullshit. <laughs> That's totally realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on the fiction side, um, uh, at the thrift store a couple weeks ago, I picked up a copy of Quag Keep. Oh, wow. So that, that that's Andre Norton's yeah. adaptation D- of, you D&D know, fiction. D&D, yeah. right? Yeah. It's rough. It's real rough. <laughs> now, as far as filters go, I can't remember ever reading any Andre Norton. Like, maybe okay. I blew through some Witch World during my high school years or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I can't remember it. So I'm coming away with a really bad impression. It's what, what's the, what's so bad about it? Well, okay, so I'm only, you know, maybe a quarter of the way through, and it's not that long, but it, it comes across immediately hackneyed. Now, partly, that's not... Norton's fault, right? Because we've since had a zillion other genre fiction, yeah. things, right? That are like, oh no, I fell into the game world, kind of stuff, right? Oh, <laughs> but is it? <laughs> it, well, it 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 is that, but it's that the mystery is, is it that, or are they dreaming it? Or well, anyway, but the the PCs essentially the heroes they they meet in a tavern and they're under this sort of like you know mystical questing. <laughs> the thing that breaks my heart, they all have these little charm bracelets. With polyhedrons on them, mm-hmm. and oh when the wheels God. of destiny spin, the dice rotate around. The, it's a little much. Oh, jeez! Oh wow! It's okay. Oh. Wow. Okay, so all right, all right but it was yeah, all new I'm, then. I mean, who? I mean, if I had been, you know, twelve in nineteen seventy-seven, maybe that would have been badass. I don't know. I, I, you know, right, right. Maybe not. Difficult to say. <laughs> yeah. now, on the upswing, I've told myself when I finish Quag Keep, I can reread um, Jack Chalker's Well World stuff. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jack Chalker. No, not familiar. Nope. Okay, so I'm not. He actually. might be bigger over here because he was a Baltimore school teacher. So, okay. growing up, every public library I went into had all his stuff. So he did a couple series. One was called uh, something something Dancing Gods. That was the fantasy series. Um, and there's a lot of like humor and double entendre in that. And now that I think about it, I may owe him a great debt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the other series that he did is this uh, Well World stuff, and it's. It's science fiction. It's this big sort of constructed planet with different biomes that are um, shaped like hexes, right? Oh. And, and the people are reincarnated into new bodies, and they move from hex to hex. And it, but it, it plays way better than that. It's like five books worth. It was. I thought it was good at the time. We'll see if it's still good thirty years later. So cool. <laughs> so yeah. That's my reward. Yep. It'll wash the flavor of the Quag Keep out. Yeah. God, I hope so. Yeah. I. You know, I. I, I read Eric, some Andre Norton. Eric, what was the name of the first guy? Eric, what was the name of the guy that you from uh, from Baltimore? Chalker. Jack Chalker. C H A L K E R? Hmm. It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) When this episode. No, no, no. no, no. That's totally cool. Take your own notes. It's good. (laughs) I read some Andre Norton last summer, I think, like right towards the tail end of our first season. And I. um, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it a bunch. I enjoyed it a little bit. You know, Uh, I I think in her own (laughs) fiction, she takes some risks, which is good. Um, And uh, she kind of does that whole, like, like pre-genre D and D, like the the this is all this is all fantasy, but it's actually science fiction happening on another planet. Blah blah right. blah. You know, after all this stuff changed, you know, the Tecumel angle, the Jerun angle, you know, which for some reason we don't get in gaming anymore. But um, mm. I really uh, I, I enjoyed reading some of her Witch World stuff because mm. it was it had those elements, mm. and it didn't have like the machismo that a lot of the guys who are doing that do. Go figure, because you know. Uh, but it, it had a little bit more of like a fairy tale quality, which I thought was really sweet. You know, um, it's definitely something you don't see as often in you know fantasy fiction today. Um, or if you do, it's like you know turned up and Disneyfied. You know, um, so I like I like the juxtaposition of the 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 Good science point. fantasy and you know the 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 fairy tale stuff. I thought that was cool. Nice. What are you reading, Adam? Uh, thank you, Don, mm-hmm. for asking me. Yeah. Um, 
I just, I finally got a copy of this book and I'm starting to read it and I'm starting to read it very slowly. Uh, and I think I might have a little bit of a bro crush on its author. Uh, and that is John Peterson's playing at the world. Um, I, uh, I ran Torchbearer. We'll talk about this in a minute, but I ran Torchbearer at Gary Khan and John Peterson actually stopped and watched us for a moment. And I like, after the fact, I was like, oh shit, that was John Peterson. And so I, I've been, you know, tweeting with him back and forth. And he's like, yeah, we got to sit down and talk gaming sometime, which means I think he might actually know who I am. Like, that I do stuff. Like, That's pretty oh, huge, man. That's I know. And it's like, huge. oh, I feel so giddy. Now I'm like, now that I, I think John Peterson might know who I am, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm important enough that I, John I thought, Peterson. I thought you were going to say you just jumped up from the was, table. Dice and miniatures went flying. Okay? Sorry, yeah. John Peterson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, nice. So I started reading that. Um, it's fantastic, as you would expect. Uh, it is. I love the fact that it is uh, an academic book it's an academic survey of um you know gaming history um mm. i'm probably one of the, like i know only certain gamers can get excited about something written in an academic style uh but i i very much can um and a lot of that comes from like my background being in like like crazy dense philosophy stuff uh which i also have a gary Khan uh uh bump to talk about there because uh, i actually got a chance to talk about like serious like literature and hard philosophy at gary Khan of all places like we had a huge literature discussion which was amazing i mean i got to talk about calvino with people who had actually read calvino and it wasn't like oh you're talking about some italian guy i don't know actually he's cuban <laughs> oh you know? a huge fan over here yeah i mean right uh this is the time i get to talk about that stuff it's not like in when i go to a convention it's not like when i'm around a lot of other gamers i don't get to talk about that stuff because you know i mean it goes we have time management issues we've got it i mean we're here to game let's game blah 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 and right right but we managed to sneak in this awesome conversation it was weird dan domi was uh, was there and he kind of like acted as a mediator or like a moderator for this panel it was james mcgeorge this guy named mike i can't remember his last name but doug kovacs is he's doug's other Pollock is what how i got it introduced i don't know his last name but this hi this is mike he's my other Polak. was how i got it explained to me so okay that's great um so basically i got to hang out with that guy a lot he was pretty cool um james mcgeorge mike and me and a couple other folks just kind of flitted in and out um jared crater was there until he made fun of him reading stephen king um but i actually have to talk about like not just calvino but like 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 serious hard philosophy stuff like like i guess it's not i mean Henri Bergson is only such hard philosophy, but I got to relate that to gaming, which was fucking amazing. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about Abe's Women in the Dunes, uh, like all this fantastic literature that just like, I got so excited. So I started pulling some of that stuff out and going over parts and making sure that I, you know, actually knew what I was talking about when I said this thing or that about Bergson or, or you know, uh, the Dostoevsky stuff, I know I'm straight on. Um, the Turgenev, I think I made a couple of assertions that I had to double check myself on, but turned out I was okay. That's a mistake uh, anyone could make, Adam. It really is. Apparently, <laughs> shock to me, most people haven't read Dostoevsky or Turgenev. Most people don't appear to know who Turgenev was, so that's <laughs> that's fun for me to find these things out. <laughs> so, uh, I, um, I don't assume, I assume that like, because in my brain, I just, like, uh, I'm just an average guy. You know, like, I don't do anything exceptional. Uh, I just, I do the same thing. Yes, in my brain, I'm telling you, in my brain, everything I do is the same stuff everybody else does. Because I don't have experience of other people. I don't have everybody else's experience. So I assume that everybody else's, you know, has the same references that I do and whatnot. Which is a big shock when I first encountered non-Polish people on holidays. I was like, what are you doing? This is all wrong. You guys are messing it all up and you know and anyway you guys don't know you know we're the yeah. no not on christmas eve my friend no meat on christmas oh, eve sorry. no that is a fault but anyway so my uh my culture shock uh is constant <laughs> um but so uh, i gotta say I, man I, I don't know who it was that introduced me or, or like recommended invisible cities to them <sighs> to me but um oh my god like talk about like you know, I think I read that like when I was in my early twenties or late teens, and you know that, you know, that's like one of those books that I just like, you know, if I happen to just see it, like you know, like somewhere, it's like I, I'm just I gotta read the whole thing. Yeah, it, it, or even like if you're in a bookstore, you just gotta crack it to a section and like read whatever city that is, and it's fantastic. I use right, it as right. a 
as a random neighborhood generator for Urhadad. I just cracked oh, it nice. open, and like that's where you are is whatever's going on on this page. That's where you're at. This is what's happening. Um, so that's that's been fun for me. Uh, so anyway, sorry. That's I got really excited about literature for a while. You should. Uh, you should yeah, be excited one, about literature. One really awesome. So I'm also, of course, you know, I'm reading zines. Um, I just got this new zine a little while back uh, called Ingar. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, thank you very that's, much. <laughs> it's really great. The art in that is amazing. It is so good. Um I'm going to praise the art because we're going to probably talk about the writing in the second half of the show. But um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, uh, two thumbs up from me. It's fantastic. Uh, I encourage everybody to... Uh, it's only like, what, five bucks? Like, spend the five bucks. Seriously. You right? can get the uh, PDF for basically, like, pay what you wish. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a second printing, I think, uh, here in a few weeks as we get closer to, like, Inger 2. But, um, yeah, um, uh I, I know I'm gonna like you know mispronounce his last name, but Cedric uh, Plant. yeah, or Plant, yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, fantastic. His stuff is just his stuff is just amazing, and and that's like that was like the one time you know like where I said you know okay you know as a writer I mean I can say like well they look like this and they do this, but then to have somebody actually like well his yeah, style just, like, is read so... that and deliver the goods i mean that's exactly what that that's exactly what i'm thinking of right it, it's well, his style amazing, is so like, like his, his, yeah it's got this definite thumbprint you know when you're looking at one of cedric's pieces it's fantastic I it really reminds me a lot of that. like p craig russell uh you know think, things are sort of elongated things feel mm-hmm. like very um you know, um, I guess like you know, things look natural while being things look natural while being unnatural. I think that's like always something that I'm looking for, like in the quality of like an artist. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so just fantastic. And then um, the people who you know, I reached out to two people on like DeviantArt.com, and and I just wound up like just really sort of like developing these like relationships with them. But this uh, Japanese artist. Um, whose uh, whose name on DeviantArt is like Moon People, <laughs> and so that was definitely like what I was going for. And so um, her stuff is just amazing, yeah. and it, it is just so unique. And and um, you, you know, and, and so that fit really well. But yeah, we can talk more about Ingar in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Adam. I'm I'm totally derailing the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's cool. It's usually Adam's so job. It usually is. So I gotta ask Don. Don, what are you reading? Oh, does anyone care? No. <laughs> um, so I actually have some books. Of course we care. Books. We want you to talk. I know. This is your podcast, too. I know. <laughs> I have some books on my nightstand. But um, Mark Donkers, the uh, fabulous Mark Donkers, mm-hmm. brought back the uh, Gong Farmer's Almanac zines for me. Oh. So I've been yeah, pouring yeah. through those. The uh, actual books I have on my nightstand are, um, I'm continuing with William Hope Hodgson. Uh, the Nightland, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Like, I don't know if you've ever... That's yeah, I don't know cool. if... It's, I've never read it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's like you get the words on your tongue. Cool. We kind of, like, roam them around. And they clog your brain. Cool. Yeah, I love I'm it. up for brain clogging. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have to talk about anything else, because I'll save it for a future episode. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, portion yourself out, Don. We can't take two yeah. at once. I know. I know. He right? does. He has a whole like season to finish up. So. I know. I know. I gotta. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not reading a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I love. Uh, I love that I get to do a Don Stroud impression. Like yeah. in every time you're not around and people ask me about the show. I heard it's not because very good. I do that. I do what you just did. That. <laughs> Oh, you're not right. It's not normal, Don. It's like super grumbly, Don. So, oh, yeah. so uh, because you spoke last, I'm going to ask you yeah. first. Don, what are um, you running? I, I actually did run a thing <gasps> because we haven't recorded in like six weeks. I may have even run two sessions of Dungeon Crawl Classics. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. We've had a total of three now, I think. And my players are going off in some stupid direction that, you know, I'm like, really, guys? This is the this is the worm this is what you, you took? how you choose to spend your time? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know how players are. I love them. Yeah. I love them. 
that's you should you should love them. Yeah, despite uh, all their failings. Yeah, we're all uh, you know I'm and I've been recording these for the most part. Oh right. Yeah, to release uh, as a possible actual play. Uh, they're just about level two. Cool. And I've been stingy with my XP. I don't I don't know. They're fighting a lot of stuff from the uh, esoteric random. Random esoteric creature, creature generator for yeah. modern simulation. No, for, for old school games, old school games modern and modern simulation. Yeah, I know. I Come know. On. I know. Randy's Next time Randy's on, you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail, man. I know. I'm practicing. <laughs> yeah, you so yeah, that's what I'm. It takes a lot of practice. That's what I'm running. Dungeon Crawl Classics. How hey, about you, Eric. Adam? Oh, Eric. Uh, no. Let's no, go no, no. to the guests. Let's go with the guests. <laughs> Do it. Come on, Eric hasn't talked in a while, except that's to make true. fun of you for not talking. So Eric, he didn't make fun of me. He's a nice guy. <laughs> what are you running? Uh, I'm I'm revving up to start running Wampus Country again. Uh, yes. It's my home campaign that we'll talk about more. So both online and actually, I'm trying to get a local group together um, that contains a couple guys like I went to high mm-hmm. school with, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, so we're we're gonna see how that goes. You know, adult gamer in person logistics are not the easiest thing in the world. So yeah. this has been like a long build up process. Will they? Won't they? Um, the other thing that I'm prepping. So uh, Carl Bustler from Stormlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is running this game day up towards Philly in mm-hmm. uh, late April. It's called Legacies, and the, the yeah. gimmick is that it's you know classic games or classic adventures run in a different system. Like okay, if you cool. wanted to run, you know, keep on the Borderlands in Fate or whatever, this is the place to do it, right? So that's the gimmick. So apropos of this old module, I'm running uh, Ghost Tower of Inverness using Marvel superheroes. Oh, oh sweet. So, yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Right. So, I mean, the whole thing is that the, you know, Ghost Tower is about the Soul Gem, right? So, I figure yeah, let's yeah. just make it the Soul Gem. Yeah. Right? So, uh, basically it's going to be Spider-Man and his amazing friends, uh, you know, extra-dimensional hijinks, all that kind of stuff. And I think I'm I'm definitely taking Amazing Friends as sort of the genre cue for how I want to run it because of the time period. Uh, and it's a Saturday morning slot, so I expect to have like sugary cereals and stuff for people to eat while we play. Yeah. Nice. I've seen I've seen some pictures of you at uh, conventions, and uh, you seem to kind of get into it. You know, I, the pictures you... that that Adam's referring to uh, would be uh, the DCC session I ran at last Trident Con in October, which was dwarf themed, and everybody made beards. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I, did I also see pictures of you in a tricorn cat hat for another game? In a tricorn hat? Yeah. No, Noah wears that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> like, I saw somebody stealing stuff. Noah's yeah. hat or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always like to add Maybe a little extra element, you know, if I can. Putting your face on Noah's body. Wow. All right, then. Yeah, yes. that's okay. not what I'm dreaming about at all. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best juxtaposition. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I always like to try and do <laughs> do a little something extra, something tactile, something kinetic going yeah, on yeah. the table. So. That's awesome. I would expect no less. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Ben, what are you running? Actually, you know, I haven't been running anything lately, but um, during the... Um, during like the blizzard that I spoke of mm-hmm. before, the historic uh, blizzard in the Mid Atlantic, um, I ran into the yacht uh, with my girlfriend and um, and her friends. And how'd that go over? Man, that is just such, that is such a cool game, and that is so much fun. And I um, I have a friend that's been running um, has been running uh, Fifth Edition for uh, for myself and my girlfriend and a few other people, you know, and so. You know, after kind of playing that for the past, you know, few weeks, um, you know, doing Into the Odd was, was just really kind of a revelation for all of us. And it was one of those times where, you know, it, it's so, it's really simple. It's just really sort of like, you know, nicely open ended. Um, you know, there's definitely like a setting, there's definitely a theme to it that's a, a little harder to sort of define. But, you know, Okay, here's character creation. It takes five minutes. Like, okay, this is what you do. This is what you have on you. Yeah. And um, I ran the, I think, like, the, the introductory, like, adventure that comes with the End of the God um, book. And, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and it's something that's so different, and it's so, like, just, you know, um, concise that it's, um, yeah, it's just really a lot of fun. I really loved it. And it went out really well, so... And then also, um, I did a poll fairly recently, like on which like you know Google Hangout like game I should I should run next, and it was like you know Into the Odd, Labyrinth Lord, um, um, AD and D, and I forget what the fourth choice was, but um, so I, I'm I'm sort of at the cusp about of um, running something 
either into the yard or Labyrinth Ward or AD&D um, through Google Hangouts. Cool. Soon. Um, yeah, so it, I just um, was made beer manager at the shop where I work, and I'm full-time now, so it's like all this like, sort of free time. Well, not really free time, but like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like a little more pressed <laughs> time. So. Yeah. yeah. Definitely understand that. <laughs> But you know, but when that happens, usually it's like I pick something and I just like I'll make it work. You know, no matter how like how it, it turns out. So you just gotta find a good night that works for everybody, nice. or just find a night that works for you, and then get the right. Pe- and then just tell people. Yeah, the right people yeah, exactly. That's a very important, <laughs> very important distinction to make. Yeah, that's really how I do stuff, and it seems to work. So, <laughs> um, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead. And I'll, I'll answer the question uh, unasked, right? Because uh, I'm well, I, I'm back now, so I can ask it. I'm going to edit all that out and pretend like I'm really make asking it look you, like Adam. You're actually doing your job, okay? Adam, all right. I'm back from going to the bathroom. What are you running? Okay, this, you know he never edits stuff out when he says he's going to edit it out. Yeah, we know. Uh, it's except weird. for like the one time I made him promise me he was going to edit something out and he didn't do it. I was like, duh, duh, duh. and so I, I made him go back and do it. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I just got back from GaryCon, and um, here's the thing that might surprise everybody: I only played in two sessions, and they were both ones that I ran. Uh, what? But I got yeah, I got yeah, hit. On behalf I got of the masses, with, I'm surprised and startled and upset. I know, right? Because you should. Yeah. I should play in games all the fucking time, right? I'm at GaryCon, right, right. where all the games are happening, and I should be in games all the time. But it, I, I really should have played more games. Um, I did get sick, so that stalled out stuff. But I got a chance to run some stuff that I'm really excited that I got a chance to run. Uh, I ran Pure Shea's Monster Parts. Nice. nice. Um, which is a f- really cool game. Again, it's a stripped down, you know, BX or OD&D retro clone-ish kind of thing. But really, it's actually, like, why... It doesn't even make... It's so stripped down at that point, why even compare it to another rule system? It's just so simple. Uh, in fact, I think it's actually, like, third edition, just stripped down to, like, its barest possible bones. But the point of the game is um, you're a kid age 7 to, to 14, and all the boogeymen and other things that kids know are real and parents are ignoring, you've got to deal with. That's awesome. Nice. That was a great game. And I would have run that game again at Gary Con, except I don't think I could have taken the nightmares that would have ensued. Because... <laughs> It was it's it's a seriously spooky game and it was a lot of fun. I had a blast running it, and I think everybody who played it had a good time. Um, we ran his adventure in the in the woods. Oh yeah, which yeah. that's the camping uh, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, an adventure to which he which he credits um, his uh, uh, his own night terrors and sleep paralysis as being his primary influences, uh, which I can only imagine how terrifying that would be. So we ran that on uh, on the Thursday night of GaryCon, and then on Wednesday, or sorry, Friday during the day I ran Torchbearer, which was my first time running, running Torchbearer, which meant it was a little rough. I did some things horribly wrong. Um, that is one of those games that requires a vastly different mindset, so I think, you know, I just kind of broached that with the players, like, we're gonna, this is gonna be different than your normal dungeon crawler. We are dungeon crawling, and all the stuff that normally you would worry about in, or you just hand wave, or, like, just handle with, like, a pencil tick in D&D, in this one, it's a central part of the game. Um, and so that, just the shift in focus was interesting. It definitely changes things, and it's much, it, because you're not used to it, it's much more of a nail-biter. Um, it's like, you, you constantly feel like you're at that verge where you've got one hit point, <laughs> you know, where your, your character's about to die all of the time, but it's that feeling all the time, all, you know, every minute of the whole thing, and, but you're like, oh shit, I might get hungry! Yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a serious concern in Torchbearer, which is pretty cool. Um, so as a result of how well that session went, that's actually going to be our, uh, that's going to be the DSR Actually Plays podcast for, uh, or live stream and podcast for April, um, because I had such a good nice. time with that. Uh, so, and Don threatened yeah. that he might actually take one of the seats in that for once. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 He forgot already that he said no, that. No, it so. sounds great. I can't wait. Okay, cool. I really can't, can't wait. wait. Not, I can't wait I'm to not, get hungry and angry sarcastic. and exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> um... So and then yesterday we had the the third the th- third part of a two part series of uh, DSR actually plays uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness 
and it was the Krav Maga Biker Lions, their, their third part of the two-part series, and now we're like, there's probably going to be a fourth at some point, because I just can't help stopping at cliffhangers. I just, like, I see a cliffhanger coming, nice. and just like, all right, we're running out of time, I better bring this cliffhanger. So now they've managed, they're at the Detroit Zoo, they've got bikes now, they finally got their motorcycles, for they stole from real bikers. And uh, there's helicopters and crazy mutants and vans, and they still have to steal the records from the the zoo to find out, you know, what's going on with their mutation history stuff. So it's it's fun. That's been a lot of weird um, and, and, a, and a really good time. So I definitely dug that. I will tell you one game that I wish I'd had a chance to run in um, at Gary Khan was my wife's. Um, she ran Muppet Morphosis Alpha. She ran Metamorphosis Alpha, except it took place instead of on the Warden, on the Swine Trek. And it starts off oh, wow. when something bad happens, and the, the Swine Trek swine track jettisons all of its uh, escape pods. So the characters are all either pig-strain humans or, like, mutant monsters. And uh, they land on the planet Kuzbane, and they have to find the Swine Trek. So uh, <laughs> I was very jealous that I didn't get the run. That's awesome. It would have been a lot of fun, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's just really, she's firing it all. It was her first time running a game, and she's doing it at a convention, you know, just completely off the fly. She had like five wow. notes, and that was all she was doing. So, uh, big wow. props That's to awesome. Katie. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed. I, I wish I'd been there. And by all accounts, everybody had a good time, but then was like too drunk to continue. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, but I think that's it. Hey, we have the first half of the show done, don't we? Woo, we do. Yeah, so I just opened up another beer. Um, Todd the Axeman from Surly. Todd like, the Axeman, hash ass oh, nice. like skull. Yeah, like that. Yeah, right. that looks brutal. And it says, uh, "Beer to shred your face in a can." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And it, it's a really multi IPA. So there you go. Huh. Nice. All right. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for being here. This was a lot of fun. Um, it's been great getting to know you guys. And uh, absolutely, stick with us. Folks who are viewing this, the one viewer we have <laughs> on Hangouts, and the the the, the hundred of listeners we have uh, when this is actually a podcast, um, uh, folks who are listening at home, stick with us, because next week, uh, or for you viewing at home in a moment, we're going to be talking to Eric and... Da- uh, oh, jeez, I'm screwing this up. Ben. Who? I, I was trying to say Don, and I'm like, yeah, Don's going to be there for the conversation, yeah. but Eric and Ben, about, <laughs> this is, okay, so one of the things I get to do is come up with show topics, and um, I knew I wanted to have Ben on, and I, I love the stuff that Ben has done with his various projects, and I was like, hmm, let's, like, car- uh, like uh, campaigns, campaigns as a, as a creative space, how about that? And I realized, who else do I need to have on but Eric Jensen, and thankfully Eric said yes, so in a moment, we're going to be, or a week, depending on who you are and when you are, <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking to these guys about the campaign setting as a creative space. Uh, thank you all very much for being here. Ben and Eric, thanks for being with us. Don, my lovely co-host. Absolutely. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. And you gorgeous listeners at home, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drink, Spin, Run. If you like what you've heard, share us with your friends, leave us an iTunes review, or email us at dsr at kickassistan.net. You can also support us at patreon.com slash dsrcast. Our theme music was generously provided by the band Blue Snaggletooth, who you can find at bluesnaggletooth.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time, you gorgeous listeners. Listener.